0: Welcome, Crafty Boys and Girls, to episode 98 of Craft Heads Podcast. Uh, hilariously, this is our first remote one,
1: isn't it, Tommy? For you and me, yeah.
0: Yeah, for you and me, and for obvious uh, pandemic-related reasons. So the other exciting part about this episode is we have a two-time guest now. Welcome back, Brother Michael, to the podcast. My brother, everybody. Hello. Yeah, so if you ever hear Mog on the podcast, us referring to him, that's my brother Michael. Uh, he was on episode 57, for anybody who wants, wants to check that out. That was shortly after his da- his first daughter, my niece, was born, and we had a really cool conversation about what it's like to become a dad and how that changes your life.
1: Hey, in um, terms, yo, go. Before we move forward, Mike, I congratulated you over text, but never in audio form. So
2: congratulations (laughs) on your baby. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. A year later and she's walking. Thank you. (laughs) I was going to say,
0: Paige is now a year old, like very recently, which is really cool. So uh, that's crazy. So welcome back, Mi'kmaq and other things that change your life are huge video games that just recently came out. So tell, we'll tell our listeners what the topic is about, we'll do our drinks, and then we'll move uh, on to the actual topic. But two games practically back-to-back. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake came out, and Final Fantasy Seven Remake came out, which we'll probably talk about that on our, on another episode later on. But let's see, Resident Evil 3 came out... Oh, shit, what was the exact date? It was last Saturday...
1: Uh, so that would be the first. My birthday was the ninth Thursday, <laughs> so it was f-
2: six days before that. So actually, the third. Yeah, I thought it was third. the third because Final Fantasy was the tenth. I thought like, they were like a week apart nice. or something.
0: That's perfect. Let's go with April third because we always have our shit wrong. So, <laughs> and, and by the way, the original came out in ninety nine.
1: I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It's it either 98 ninety eight or ninety nine.
0: Yeah. Okay, because yeah, Resident Evil 2 was a 20-year anniversary, and this is now a 21-year anniversary for this game. So, really crazy, or I guess 21 for both. I'm done talking about that. We're talking about Resident Evil 3. For anybody who never played the original, uh, or even people just who haven't played this one but did play the original, obviously there's going to be spoilers, but I'm telling you it doesn't matter. I think Tommy and Mi'kmaq will probably agree with me. Uh, if you're gonna play it at some point, you can It's come another back.
1: zombie game. That's your biggest spoiler.
0: Yeah, and it you know, we have our grievances. So uh whether you're gonna play it or not, you could totally stay with us or come back at a later time. But you guys, starting off, uh cocktails, did you get anything, Mi'kmaq? Or are you are you being our abstinent man for the I evening? I just
2: have my mule.
0: Oh, you have a mule.
2: Mm-hmm. I have it over oh, here, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Okay, Is
2: it a London Mox mule? City. Is it a Russian mule? What's the uh, What's the, the alcohol of choice? I didn't want to be later than 805, so I just made a regular mule. Okay.
0: As in ginger beer?
2: Yeah. I, okay. I, I ran down to the bar and hurried up and threw it together.
0: You, so you have a virgin mule,
2: actually. No, 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 no. There's vodka in it. Oh, okay. I, I totally... No, I mean, like, there's no crazy type of vodka. It's just a standard Moscow mule. Oh, Moscow that's perfectly mule. fine. Okay, yeah. That's good. So I said we, Russian we did it all. earlier, so that kind of weirded things up. My bad.
0: <laughs> that's true. Fuck you, Tommy. Um, <laughs> Tommy and I have had – we've been drinking uh, a little too much over the past few days. I took a day off yesterday on Easter. Tommy did not. Um, <laughs> what are you having, Tommy? Do you remember the name?
1: No, I have no idea. I have a cocktail that Alex brought over to my place on Saturday for me to drink, and we had intentions of – Doing an episode, uh, hopefully before people got to my house, but then uh they Alex and his crew got here a little late, so we thought that we would do it at the end of the night, and then we got way too hossy. So yeah. that never happened.
0: We were considering doing a, a real drunk episode, and it was it was like two in the morning. And we were like, nah. But, yeah, and uh, then we
1: had five people sleeping on my couch with three dogs. I know that's not yeah, that a impressive. very good quarantine activity, and we're sharing a lot of germs there, but we did do that
0: we've all been quarantining together frequently so it's it's like smart hanging i don't know but (laughs) anyways tommy's drink and i'm aware they can't see me i'm just reading the oh yeah i'm uh, like showing it to
1: everybody there's a little ice for you
0: thank you for that
1: uh asmr
0: uh, (laughs) asmr thank you tommy you're welcome the drink is the margarita al jazeera which is it's like a freaky twist on a regular margarita. It's it's got your your tequila and triple sec, but then instead of fresh lime juice, it's lemon juice, and then there is an added spice called Ross El Hanout, or however you pronounce that. I'm sorry. It smells weird. And I was out. like, oh. yeah, I was like, oh, that should be interesting. So I looked up Ross El Hanout, and I made it, and it is a spice, a composite spice, raz- rather. Of 12 other spices. <laughs>
1: oh, jeez.
0: So, and that, it was a good test of my spice cabinet. I had 11 of 12. The only, There was only one that I didn't have. So, Tommy, take a hearty sip and tell me what you think about
1: that. Okay. Um, and then I have something to say about spices as well after I try this. To-
0: okay, totally. This is going to kick the back of, of your throat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>.
2: <laughs>
1: Sounds like he loves it. <clears throat> <laughs> wow, that actually tastes more margarita e than I thought it would from the yeah. smell. But um there's the definitely some cayenne course. pepper in there. I can I can taste that.
0: There is definitely cayenne is one of the 12
1: spices. Um there's um, ginger. there Got that. Um so is there garlic powder in there?
0: <laughs> uh there is not garlic powder.
1: Um there's uh turmeric. Turmeric's in there for sure. Turmeric
0: is in there. Yep. You want me to just run through them since there's so many? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I already give you credit <laughs> for this. Salt, ground cumin, ground ginger, ground turmeric, uh, cinnamon, black pepper, white pepper, coriander seed, cayenne pepper, allspice, nutmeg, and cloves.
1: And Isn't allspice did, another composite spice? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is.
0: So the only thing we didn't have was the white pepper. So you're basically getting the full experience. Um, have fun getting through that. It's a crazy drink.
1: Isn't um, um so my, my spice story, uh, and yeah. I, by the way, i I'll, once I get halfway through this, I'll give you another um update on how I'm doing. I do like it to start, just so cool, you know. Cool. So thank you, glad to hear. Um, You're the other spice story that I have is uh, Claire and I were trying to make some Caribbean hot pot food not hot pot, um, crock pot food during the quarantine because we figured we'd make a big batch and they could eat it several days right. in a row. One of the spices we needed was jerk, obviously, so we went to the store to try to find jerk, and it was all gone. I guess other people had the same idea as us, and I looked up tried how to make jerk, and it's also a blend of like 10 different spices as well. Yeah, I believe it. I, I love the
0: whole composite spice thing. I, I don't even know if that's a term. That's just what I'm calling it. Oh, wow. I love I that.
1: I love that. It was so good. Yeah,
0: good. I'm glad you like it. I see it all settling on the bottom of your glass. Wait till you get oh. to the
1: end. I, am I? Yeah. to Have to eat, like eat it at the. You end?
0: can do whatever you want, but uh, when when I made it for Tara, she she was struggling a little bit, so I, <laughs> I helped her with hers. I, I enjoyed all of mine, and I'll wrap up the drinks segment real easily. I have a UFO, if you're familiar with those, big squeeze, which UFO has lots of different beers, which just have like a little bit of some sort of fruit essence or something added, and this one is grapefruit juice. I've never had it before, so mm,
1: see what I like that. Here. That's a first sip right there.
0: Yes, and it's wonderfully grapefruity. A little bit of a pussy drink. It's a shandy.
1: <laughs> oh, I it's love But it's four
0: point five. It's it's quite good. It's actually pretty refreshing. Uh, my favorite UFO is the pineapple half a That shit is amazing.
1: I don't. I, the only I've only ever had the original UFO. I don't think I've had any of the blends that they've made.
0: Yeah, that that uh, the pineapple half a Definitely check it out if you ever see it. But. Megmog, did you uh, do you remember what you made your fancy mule with? Pinnacle. That's my guess.
2: No, uh, Tito's. Oh, oh, Tito's. oh see, that's good
0: stuff. I forgot you're a, you're a Tito's man through and through. The only um, time
2: we do pinnacle is if we just want something sweeter for that whipped yeah. cream, which <laughs> uh, it's very rare. But these uh, Tito's is good.
0: Well, coming full circle, you made a quote whipped mule on mm-hmm. episode fifty-seven.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's a
0: Mi'kmaq original right there. Mm-hmm. But
1: um, I need to shout out one it. more drink uh, that we found out about recently. Went to friend of the podcast Clark's house the other day, uh, and you podcast, you young podcast fans seem to be obsessed with him. Uh, that is the Clark <laughs> that um, yeah. that I'm talking about. I went over to Clark's house the other day, and him and his wife Carrie introduced us to another seltzer i mean there's like millions of them out there now but this is a, a from the local brewery monday night brewing in atlanta and it's called Narwater. water mm-hmm. they have uh, just three flavors uh and they're a little more they're made with real fruit i'm pretty sure they like dump a shit ton of fruit into the batches when they brew this stuff and uh, it's I think it's now my new favorite seltzer. That and Henry's are my two favorites. So if you're an Atlantan, Atl- ATLian, whatever you want to call yourself, and you want to try out another seltzer, narwater, Water, and that's like spelled like narwhal, but then water instead, and it's at uh, Publix right now. So check it out.
0: We'll do another uh, a tasting episode of that later on, Tommy. Maybe once all this bullshit uh, clears
1: up. Definitely. So, I, ha- I bought another, or Claire bought another. Uh, 12 pack today so we got some
0: beautiful so here we are resident evil 3 brother michael welcome back we're done with the drinks let's dive right in starting with you mig i have a list of notes that i took while i was playing the game from start to finish so they'll be like somewhat chronological but we'll start with you and tommy some general thoughts takeaways reactions just what did you think about the game overall
2: uh I'm I'm guilty for looking up stuff beforehand not spoilers per se but I just like to see a general consensus of what people are saying you know quick reviews even just scores and stuff like that and I didn't think it was as high as Resident Evil 2 but I was getting a lot of uh, the remake and, um, I was getting a lot of vibes that it was a lot like Resident Evil 6, which was wildly disappointing to hear. And then, (laughs) because you are typically in front of me on games uh, in general, you're telling me, like, you were alluding to it, and you're like, oh, I'm not going to spoil anything. P.S., it's like Resident Evil 6. (laughs) Here's a spoiler, but but no spoilers. (laughs) I was like, dang it. Um, And I will say my first playthrough... uh, you know, I was glad that I beat it, and Alex knows this. I was gung ho to get it on eBay <laughs> as soon as possible because I, I just the way that my life works now with video games. I I don't I I don't make as much time as I could for it, but um, yes. therefore, uh, and and that's fine. But I only buy what I think are home run games, and uh, like I played. God of War, I played your Bloodstained game Alex, there's like a few others but I really don't play many games at all and so basically I thought okay Resident Evil 3 is going to be great, it's going to be one of my keepers, blah 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 I played it through the first time and I was I was like eh, okay that was all right. but I don't think it's going to be a physical game that I keep because I buy all my games still physical now and to wrap up my thoughts, I looked what actually saved the experience for me was the shop And like saving up the points, the infinite rocket launcher, I was telling Alex, I've never actually either been able to or put in the time to get an infinite rocket launcher in any Resident Evil game. It's Mm -hmm. existed all the way back to PlayStation, but I've never, I've just never been able to experience it without cheating. I don't I think I have either. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the way that this game was set up, which I don't think it's spoiling anything, like the records and stuff, they give you points and you go, go and shop and it can actually help you do stuff. And so I, re- it grew on me and not only did it grow on me, but I've now played it through two or three more times. I'm probably oh, wow. going to completionist the whole game mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's going to probably stay on my shelf. So is it my... Favorite Resident Evil game? No, not at all. My initial experience was really lousy. Can't wait to sell it. But if you give it more time, I think it was the extras that actually saved it. Yes. Whereas, like Resident Evil Two remake or a lot of the other Resident Evils in general, the game itself is what saved it. You didn't need extras. The game was yeah. amazing on its own. So the whole package sort of saved itself for me. That's it was that's a it was a late it's second somewhere. half comeback for you, Migmog. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. What and, about you, Tommy? Uh,
1: well, just kind of piggybacking off what Mike said, he, uh, I agree. I feel like the extras have said it, but in addition to the shop, uh, Alex and I have been playing the multiplayer uh, of Resident Evil Three a bunch. Actually, in the last couple, can of days. we
0: save that for the end?
1: Sure, and, I, and I, I'll just I tell do you. will talk about it. it. It definitely has. It's made it. It's made it a little bit better, and we'll we'll dive a little deeper on that in the end. But coming at it from a just straight story um perspective here it didn't i've i've read all the resident evil books i think that they're fantastic alex you got them on me um a long time ago and i've reread all of them at least two or three times and this one didn't match up to the book at all and really none of them have except for like one and zero unfortunately but um at least with um two as in the two remake they really stuck inside of the the uh police station a long time and here the police station was like an afterthought it was like a a, a 20 30 minute section so i was i was really bummed out that we weren't in the station again
0: yep i see first of all i, I think both of you said really made really good points <clears throat> i definitely agree with you Meg mog i was downright this is a strong word depressed when i beat beat it for the first time because i got to the end and i could see it going off the rails and then when when i got to the final nemesis stage i was like you've got to be kidding me and i was like miserable i was like you know they at least did an okay job up to this point and then that just completely turned me off but then as you mentioned post game the store where you can rack up points and buy stuff, and we'll cover more of that later. Uh, I, for the record, I sat there and kind of shit on it, and it's still not an amazing game, but within five days of the game launching, I beat it five times. So, but that's also me. I get, when it comes to Resident Evil, I'm the biggest fanboy there is, and I have a very addictive personality with Resident Evil. I played Remake 2 a zillion times, But the difference is I played it nonstop for over a month. This one, I'm done, like with the core game, Resident Evil 3 campaign. So those were my thoughts on that. And then sort of going off of what Tommy said, honestly, I would go so far as to say the Resident Evil 2 remake was indeed a remake. It was largely the same game with most of the same plot points. And some really nice, modern, and tastefully done tweaks and changes. It was basically the same turn of events and things happening, except in a a wonderful modernized gameplay, looked incredible, etc. Resident Evil 3 is a reimagining to me, in the sense that plot points are different. It unfolds completely differently, and I don't like the way it was reimagined. I'm not, and that's a subjective opinion. But I can, I, I, can I
1: say something? Here's a good example. Like, I, something I just thought about from Resident Evil 2 was the moment when the helicopter flies into the side of the police station, and then you come back through that area, and Mr. X is right there. Like, that happened in, in the original Resident Evil 2. I don't remember anything that happened, like, verbatim with Resident Evil 3 and from the original Resident Evil 3.
0: Exactly. Like and, and another really important thing to remember about two, real quick, is that you don't even fight Mr. X uh-huh. in the A scenarios. He's B scenario only. And of and of course, for all the the people who didn't play the original, especially young people, there were there was Claren Leon and then two scenarios for each. In and Resident Evil three, there's you know, there's just the one playthrough. But they got rid of one of the coolest things, I thought, about the original, which is anytime Nemesis showed up, and he wasn't like a dogged pursuer per se. He would show up at certain points and then you got a real time choice in the original where you could either do something confrontational with him or take an evasive maneuver. And it completely changed what happened. Sometimes you would like the next 20 minutes of the game would be completely different than if you had made the other choice. So they got rid of that. And that, I think that was one of the most unique things about the original. So that kind of sucked, but what
1: part did you guys struggle with the most in the game? Difficulty wise, the hard. Yeah, Nigmund, difficulty you go wise, first. the bugs. Oh, the bugs the, at, at the, the at bugs. the substation. Oh, which yeah, those things were those, annoying. Those things, uh,
0: they're I looked them up. They're called drain demos. So weird. Like, and that's that's singular. Yeah, that's, drain demos. <laughs> drain demos.
2: It's either it's either the bugs. Or it it would depend on the. Uh, style the difficulty you're playing on because prior to today i would say the bug and then today i would actually say probably the end boss because i was going for extras and i couldn't use any health alex knows this and i was ready to throw the controller out the window so i couldn't use any health and i was trying to beat the the final guy on what was it alex N- the not the final
1: massive blob of nemesis
2: yeah. And so I had to rely on dodging because I was trying to, I spent the whole game going for the no health, you know, so I couldn't replenish my health. And I was really frustrated with that. The dodging, a nice oh, ad.
0: Amazing. Uh, and I have yeah. on all of these notes. I feel like you guys are going to have something to say on each one of them. And I'll be in my notepad. So apologies. I'll be disappearing. But
1: uh, oh, by the way, the, the hardest part for me was the, uh, the, the head rolling oh yeah and i and i died and, and, and 18 you know, times on the head rolling bullshit
0: because it wasn't hard <laughs> i just i thought it was very annoyingly done um
1: let's wait let's give our listeners kind of a, a picture of what that was uh nemesis is chasing after you in the city and you're running away from him and at one point he shoots a rocket launcher into us like at a store that has a giant like picture of big yeah, boy big head boy on head top head of, of it, on it. But like three times the size, he shoots it at that, that thing pops off and starts rolling at you and you have to run away from it. I had like eight people at the yeah. house watching me play this at game my place. and I died like 15 times in a row and I couldn't beat it. So I,
2: I, real quickly, it was interesting because on when I did my standard and hardcore run-throughs, I got killed by that. It didn't matter what, I was getting run over all the time. Exactly. And then, same for Nightmare. And I finally got real frustrated and I looked it up. And I don't know if you guys experienced the same thing or not, but everybody said, don't quick turn.
0: Yes. I did. Don't I did turn? look that up. No, Make Tommy. Long, you're
2: right. Tommy, I, when, I, when I did not quick turn, this is not a joke. Oh. Now, who wants to go back and redo this? But I, I died from that head so many times. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually take five minutes I and go too. back. I would I would die countless times and it said don't quick turn you may think the quick turn is giving you an advantage going down the stairs i stopped quick turning 5 out of 5 head turn, head rolls i yeah. didn't die
0: i did the same thing the i had to watch a video and i didn't even see anybody say don't do it i just watched the streamer do it i noticed he just you know took that hard turn to the left and i was like what
2: what if you play it again or you go back to that yeah. save, Tommy, give it a shot. I almost guarantee you'll get it every yeah. time. So so wait, are are they saying that quick turns are actually
0: slower? Yes, <laughs> slow turn.
2: Than I, a regular turn. It makes no sense, but for this particular scenario, yes, it will kill you almost every yeah. time.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievably Weird. frustrating. Um, I think on... So Tommy and I played, and maybe Mi'kmaq too, hardcore on the
2: first playthrough. Right, Mi'kmaq? Standard for me, first time.
0: Oh, you did... Okay, you did standard. And... Uh, I agree. Tommy and I were kind of like shitting on how easy the game was until the substation. The bugs were very difficult on hardcore. Plus, you know, our, we didn't have the muscle memory yet.
1: But then after the- really, the whole game was easy until the hospital. Well, and
0: that's the funny <laughs> thing. I I think I had a little bit better luck in the hospital, but um, with the hunters. But let me let me do the list, and you guys just just jump in wherever. Uh, so the, the first thing that I thought was interesting because I am not like Michael. I don't look anything up when there's a really important new game, like important to me new game coming out. I didn't look at trailers. I didn't look at ratings, anything like that. So So. I was, I actually thought it was pretty crazy. The game starts in first person. And I was like, I think this is a red Uh herring, (laughs) but what if it's first person? And don't get me wrong. Resident Evil seven was an amazing game, but for this, I wanted third person, but I liked how they tease you with it in the beginning. I thought that was a pretty cool little thing. Um and then as the thing is, I straight up didn't like how the game began. It was interesting that they drop you right into action, but that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, look at Resident Evil 6, because you're you're in Jill's apartment and all of a sudden Nemesis is on top of you, and that's like nothing to do like the original. And then I was as you're running away and like trying, you know, it's sort of like a de facto tutorial in the game. I was pleased to see that they had Dario uh, Rosso or whatever his name is in the warehouse, and he locks him, in, he locks himself inside that trailer. But then you never see him again. Never see so. him he, again.
1: Yeah, he
0: gets vaporized by the nuke, no doubt. Uh, of course, in the original game, <laughs> he gets eaten by zombies. Um,
1: but at
2: maybe they'll come out with some add-on
1: yeah, content. Yeah. that Yeah, yeah. But, we'll my, have to but play my
2: point with him is too late, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you, Tommy, but, like, get mm-hmm. it right the first time, but go on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. But at this point, I was like, all right, they're here, you know, here are, like, the, the the head nods. Yes, it's a reimagining. And it was growing on me because it, it sure looks amazing. The game looks very, very good. Um, and, and that's no surprise. I don't know if you guys even know this. This is a good thing for the listeners. This game was actually developed in tandem with Resident Evil 2 Remake. And mm. it was supposed to be released as a double pack. And the teams were like, no way, this is never going to happen. It's way too much work to, to get this all out That all might time. have
1: That might have made me like it more, to
0: be honest. Yeah, I would have cut it more slack. That's a fact. But then they they wound up spa- – and that's also why people are probably thinking like, how did they crank this out a year later? It's like, well, they had a lot of it done already. But they spaced it out and they added the multiplayer for more value. We'll get to that. Um, I was a huge fan. I'm totally okay with the ink ribbon being permanently removed. Love it. That is a good, for me, a good modern change. Is it less nostalgic? Yes. Is it objectively better? Yes, (laughs) I think. Even on hardcore, because in the RE2 remake... I miss the
1: ink ribbon. Do do you really? I miss it. It, It's just that that's kind of what makes Resident Evil Resident Evil to
0: me. I mean, here's the thing. survival. Otherwise,
1: we're just playing... We're playing uh, Nathan Drake. In it's true. Whatever that game you, is, you make a
0: good point because um, survival horror, a massive component, maybe half of the, maybe half of a survival horror game is resource management. So right. you're right; that does take away, so, and it does lend itself to action. But in my particular case, I liked it. I'm just curious, Mi'kmaq, what do you think?
2: Honestly, I'm between you both. I'm indifferent. I I, I would have been fine with it. I was fine without it. I was I was more concerned about some of the other reimagining things i didn't care about so i didn't love it didn't hate it
0: sure yeah and and again like in in remake 2 harder difficulties had it easier ones didn't so they sort of uh, did like a, a phased uh or a transition phase but anyways uh i one of my favorite things from a nostalgic standpoint i can't tell you exactly how far in time wise cuz this will vary for people and difficulty but when you get to the garage and there's a merc dying on the ground, or he's wounded, or whatever, and then Nikolai comes in and shoots him at the head, shoots him in the head. As soon as you leave that garage, all of a sudden the old music kicks in, and it's not, it's not the exact music. It's just that same tune, melody, sound, except modernized, kind of like Final Fantasy X remaster music, and and Final Fantasy VII remaster music. I loved that, like hearing the original music. They scored really, really big points with me at that point.
1: Is the is the Final Fantasy VII remaster music like just as good as the Final Fantasy X remaster? Yes. Music? Sorry to get off track. No, no, no. But it's, I'm just it's, curious. It's
0: totally fine. And again, I'd like to do an episode at some point. But yes, it is tremendous. Migmog hasn't started it yet, so I'll I'll wait until somebody. I know you won't be able to play it, Tommy. You don't have a PS4 at the time. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think? So that was right before the substation with the bugs. What did you guys think about that first time chasing, uh, having nemesis chase you? I'm just curious.
2: Which time was this again? It was good.
0: This was right before (laughs) the substation. Uh, you go in there, you do the stuff with the bugs and then whenever you leave the, the substation, that is the first time when nemesis is chasing you. I mean, what did you think about the overall experience? If you even gave a shit.
2: I, I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it fine. fine. It was fine. Uh, you know, it, it's not, of all the Nemesis uh, encounters, it's not the one that, you know, sticks in my mind the most or anything. But I was like, all right, well, this is this is a little bit better. Um, I was comparing it to that those first intro scenes, which I was wildly turned off by it and i would have been wildly turned off whether i had read the reviews and a little bit of tidbits before or not meaning like all the action all the the car up on the garage and falling off and all that stuff so that first actual time in game i was at least a little pleased that you know relatively speaking it was a little bit more like the original where you're at least running in game and somebody's chasing after you so i agree
0: i liked the way it was done early on tommy what do you think same thing
1: I I liked it. I you know it's just it's not as good as the other. Re- it's the worst of the remakes so far. But Agreed. it's still a good game. Yeah.
0: No, I, I agree. And another thing about Nemesis, I noticed Tommy. You and I took note of it. Whenever he like screamed Nemesis, he does like a roar that stuns you. I was like,
2: oh, okay, I, that that was and really. He cheesy. didn't say stars enough. No, well, he did, but it wasn't. It wasn't very audible, or you couldn't really make it out. It was yeah, like blurry. it's.
0: it's It sounded more monstrous, was which makes sense because this nemesis was more monstrous and creature-like. Which, whatever, if it were its own game. But one of my biggest grievances with this remake is they turned him into a giant piece of shit action beast monster, just like so many of the like that one boss in Resident Evil Six. And
2: no sophistication.
0: No and. What made him so scary, he, that, that thing was not scary at all, once it transforms. When he's in humanoid form, like Mr. X is the entire game in 2, he's horrifying. And same thing in the original Resident Evil 3, except at the very, very, very end of the game, in the final fight, yeah, he turns into a big pile of shit blob. But again, that's like for five minutes of gameplay. So that, again, I, I did. I wanted to drive that home. That was actually one of the biggest disappointments for me, was how he lost his humanoid shape and form.
1: I agree 100%. Yep.
0: Another big change. They took away the sub-weapon aspect. So with your grenades and flashbangs and knives in two, you could use them like you could in the Resident Evil 1 remake on GameCube where you could, you know, like dodge an attack or like stuff a grenade in its mouth. But it was a trade-off. You didn't get totally boned in this. They took that aspect away, but they give you right off the bat a permanent knife, which it was sort of a wash for me. And a dodge. Oh, Oh, that's the next thing on my list. It says dodging is amazing. So yes, mm-hmm. the dodging is really cool. And and funny enough, that is a direct callback to the original because in order to dodge in the, in the original, while your weapon is drawn, you had to fire your weapon just as something is about to connect with you. So like if Nemesis is punching you and you happen to be shooting right at that split second, you would dodge out of the way. So I liked how they incorporate that in the gameplay, but it's manual and you can dodge out of the way.
1: Uh Mig Mug, Alex and I, every time we nailed a uh one of those Mm. perfect dodges, we'd always be like crit dodge. Critical
0: dodge. We (laughs) called him a critical dodge. (laughs) Interestingly enough, I didn't notice until well after my first playthrough. If you immediately aim after a crit dodge, as we call it, you get to take a crit shot. Did you ever notice that? I knew it was. Well they said it actually in the tip. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, it slows down, and like you can aim at a weak point because they're very big on weak points in this. But game. you're
2: saying it's not. You get the slowdown, but it is not like a given critical shot.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily more powerful other than the fact that you're okay. guaranteed to hit what you want. You know, like okay. um, yep. you can you can shoot Nemesis's mechanical heart, yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, we talked about the rolling big boy head, frustrating. Uh, I also thought the and I, I forgot to mention when he was first revealed. Uh, You drive off the uh, roof of the parking garage, and you explode, and Nemesis is on fire, and he's coming at you, which was a cool scene. But then, did you notice, like, a lot of times it sounded identical to Terminator music? Like, that kind of music? Yeah. Like, funny, but also, do something new. Do something different. Don't steal. So. It it was (laughs) just, it
2: was, that whole, that whole scene was just too RE6 for me. It's all it is we can hard we can say it until we're blue in the face but i just i was like come on i mean i i understand and we'll have to say this forever it's video games i understand but i wish there was like resident evil is such a prestigious name in my opinion stop driving off of garages you're not going to survive that like exactly
0: wait, it's come on it's it doesn't hold up when somebody says oh look at the monsters and zombies it's like no you judge realism within the that world and what's in the world events. It's like, okay, if there were a zombie outbreak, you still would not survive that falling off the roof. You know, right. like phys- right. physics are still a thing, you
1: yeah. know? So. That's what makes resident evil. So good is because zombies are really like they're, t- they're terrifying. Like once when you don't know what's going on, once you understand what a zombie is, it's like almost harmless. If you know how to avoid. Yeah. It.
0: Yeah. In, in a way it's, it's very true. There's a way to master them.
1: Like, for example, The Walking Dead, the TV, the long-running TV show that's like on its like 15th season now. Good lord. I don't even know how. No, it's like 10 at this point or 8 or something. But, um, <laughs> he, they, he it half. The, it's on. Yeah. I, I, it kept, it kept coming and, down. Yeah. Um. They don't even care about the zombies anymore. No. They, like, they don't even talk about them. It's all about like the, the the threats of other people. It's not even about the zombies, which is how it would be in real life, which I appreciate. It's
2: funny you mention that because there has been nothing but Walking Dead on in this house for the last month thanks to Ashley. Yes. Uh, has she never watched it before? No, and she started three weeks ago, and she's now on season nine. And now she loves it. Nine. Oof.
1: Oof. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, so wait. It,
2: how many seasons are there, do you uh, know? Ten, on. I think they're going into
1: eleven. Good okay. lord. So in in another quick note, I know this doesn't have to do with Resident Evil, but it's zombies still. Um, they uh because of COVID, they can't they couldn't finish the season finale. So every time they've shown an episode this year, they've said season finale to come later in the year.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Which is really interesting. Yeah,
0: that'll make people yeah. be waiting. Well, speaking yeah. of zombies, I loved uh, Super Zombie Brad again. They Brad Baker <laughs> shows up, and he takes, like, a whole magazine. That was another, like, little callback that I, I kind of enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely... There were little changes, too, between the difficulties. So, uh, Assist Standard and Hardcore all have the same enemy placement. But then Nightmare and Inferno, they actually put more enemies, and they put them in different places. And one of the little Zombie Brad things I liked was... When you're in the, the locker room at the RPD, when you're leaving that room on Nightmare or Inferno, <laughs> he shows up. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Because do you, did you notice, McMog, when you went in there ready to kill that one zombie that's only there, it's empty. I was like, there's no way they're giving you a break. Right. And then he showed up again. So that was, yep. Yeah, that Larry was yeah, cool. Larry on the left. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Larry on the left. You have a huge <laughs> problem in the game. Um, completely skipped Clock
1: Tower. Yes, that was – and I you know what, McMug, this is funny. Alex and I were talking when I was playing that. I think I was just like – we were on Xbox Live chat or something, and I was like, oh, I just got a uh, a document about the clock tower. I guess I'm about to go into it. And Alex was just like – Game over. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it for you, but you're not going to be happy. And I was like, oh. oh thanks for yeah. spoiling
0: it. But my god, I mean honestly – I so I played the original recently. um, Six months ago max. Actually, probably – Probably like three months ago. Tommy, you were playing Mercs with me. uh, The original Mercs. And that was maybe the coolest part of that game. And it just isn't in there. So that really sucked. And that was also a big turning point for me in the remake. Because that was the first time... Like right where that should have been. He turns into like the beast. Stage 2 nemesis. And he's like a dog. And I, Mm. I was like, oh my god. Okay, so that...
1: That was the first time that I'm like... Correct. I think that's where anybody
0: who knows what we're talking about um, experienced that. Mm -hmm. Moving on from there into the hospital, the Hunters, uh, which now look like Predators, and they're moving mandibles. Holy shit. They were very intimidating (laughs) and and extremely difficult. I mean, especially... uh, So standard and assisted or whatever. But on hardcore with no special weapons... They're pretty terrible. They take a lot of ammunition. And, like, Tommy got there. Uh, I had pretty good luck with them overall. But I think the first time he faced one, he put, like, three magazines into it. And he was like, I think I just fucked my save. <laughs> because he was he, he were uh, resource starved at that part.
1: Yeah. It took me a while to figure out, like, how to conserve my resources in that area and I actually ended up just just like flying past them and not even trying to kill them. That I might
0: the have skipped a couple of them uh, and and for the record I don't like any enemy that can instantly kill you no matter what health you're at. Like the, the Ivy things in the remake mm-hmm. too, they were very frustrating because they could kill you immediately but at least they were pretty lumbering. These hunters like teleport in front of you and, and... just slice your neck open and I'm like dude come on, come on.
1: You know what? I actually noticed that when you when you said they teleport in front of you and slice your neck open, I was actually noticing a lot of the times that if I tried to crit dodge backwards away from them as they were coming at me, or crit dodge to the left or right, it seemed that seemed to happen. Like if your if your timing was off by just a couple of milliseconds, then they could just get the side of your it throat. It happened and I was like, plenty of
0: times to me. Um, quick thing, it's not necessarily in order. It was just something I noticed. No freeze rounds. Freeze rounds were the, one of the yeah, coolest things in the true. original. To, to grenade, me, that was a bad thing. Rounds. But then a good thing was getting rid of the mine launcher entirely and just adding mine rounds for the grenade launcher. But it was kind of shitty because then they're like, here, here's a shitty function for them in the boss fight. And, you know, you had to knock Nemesis off the wall or whatever. So that, that was, again, that was another one of those changes. That was like sort of a wash to me. Coming down toward the end of my list here. How about... So you get through... Toward the end, you get through the the warehouse collecting all the fuses and everything. No, I actually didn't hate that. It was kind of cool because I will tell you one thing, just like Resident Evil 2 Remake, that game continually scared me, even in the later playthroughs. Zombies kept jumping out and scaring the living shit out of me, and that aspect of the game, they still nailed, and I loved that. Um, I also... Tommy, I don't think you did the harder difficulties yet. Do you remember in the warehouse how those two containers, one busts off and there's a shitload of zombies. And then the other one busts off, there's a Gamma Hunter in nightmare mode.
2: I know. I already know what you're going to say. Yeah, I want to know.
0: Okay. So the first one pops off. Nothing. And you're like, all right, well, this is obviously an ambush. And then the second one, it still has the Gamma Hunter, but three uh, Cerberus pop out too. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah, a- again, it was just like those little changes that I really enjoyed whenever you went to them.
2: Oh, that, that is not the one I thought you were calling out. The difference between hardcore and nightmare. It,
0: there, there's tons. Tell me some of the ones you were thinking of.
2: No, there's one single one through the whole playthrough that was the only thing that stuck out to me, and it was in that warehouse. Okay. When you, when you yep. get the first, very first fuse, and you walk down that very first ladder. You jump down you jump down, but you know how there are those two big things that crash? Like, there, there there's a big, like, a, I don't even know what it's... It's like a walkway or something. It yes. crashes down, and then two Cerberus come after you, and then there's a second walkway that bursts down, and there's nothing. Well, after, when you jump to Nightmare Mode... It's not just the two Cerberus dogs. You have one of those gammas directly behind you. And and it,
0: if you don't move immediately, <laughs> it swallows you immediately. And yeah. you're right, Michael. I definitely screamed at that one and many times. Tara's like, what, what? And I was like, no, don't don't. When you guys to, are saying Cerberus, you know? <laughs> are you
1: talking about liquors or the like the fish? The, no, the, the dogs? zombie dogs. Oh, oh. oh zombie okay, dogs. Okay, okay, okay.
0: That that's that's my, my purest yeah. terminology. <laughs> that's what they call them back in the day. But um, yeah, so and the fish things are the gamma hunters, ah, the okay. freaking foreskin uh, hunters. They're the
1: crazy things. <laughs> they like the foreskin. So
0: yes, then you get through the warehouse and it's like, okay, you're at nest two. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come on. I mean, Lazy there writing. were aspects. There were aspects that I, I was like, this is too similar. To Resident Evil Two. Now somebody, some smartass, would be like, "Yeah, well, you revisit uh, the police station in three and everything. It, it's different. That's
2: I mean, part like, of the story.
0: Yes, it, it is. That and I remember even getting to the sewers, which again, you you are in sewers at some point in the original, I think. But this depiction, they were way too similar. I was like, I just played this a year ago. Like, give me something new. But um, also. Were you? Was I the only one? But when you're entering Nest Two, and you're walking on that long lit hallway, did you think the lasers were going to come out yeah, like in the movie? I did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was and like, then, this... and then they didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, this guy's going to get turned into little meaty cubes. <laughs> and then it was and another was shit happened.
1: disappointment.
0: Well, yeah, it was a disappointment slash. I kind of think the developers were like, ah, I got you. You know, they like tricked me. But you, you mean for the whole game? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're like, ah, you bought it. I tricked <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> you spent money, haha.
0: Yes, yeah. I saw a, a cool note there. The note was one of the files. It was called "Expression of Concern" toward the end, mm-hmm. and they were setting up for the ends, events of Resident Evil Four. They were talking about parasites. Yep. yep, yep and the guy yep, was like, "Look, yep. you can do whatever you want with viruses, but this is—if you think you can control a parasite, you're sorely mistaken." I really enjoyed that little uh, head. That nod. was cool,
1: mm-hmm. and and that's why you sent us that that article, right, Al? About, like, that yes. they, they're going to be remaking 4 again?
0: Yes, again. yes, exactly. Which, quick thoughts on that. I was hoping they were going to remake Code Veronica yeah. and then stop. Yeah. Because I don't think 4 needs, needs remade, first of no, all.
2: No, I agree. It's not agree.
0: near as old. It changed video games, not just survival horror. It changed video games for the better. And... I don't know it, like
2: it, it holds it's up like what we're playing now I, i'm yeah I, I, i'm not it's not i understand that but if you were to look at four on the gamecube compared to both of these remakes it's not a night and day difference like it is for two and right. three for these i day i 100 agree well but, it's like
1: the over the shoulder thing they started it yes. in four and they're still doing it they did 10 15 years later
0: i played resident evil four, the the newest most remastered version about a year ago, maybe a year and a half, it was amazing. Yeah, it it doesn't need a remake, but I mean, I'll play it obviously. But I don't know, the whole thing's weird. Um, also, toward the end of the of the three remake, it, I almost felt like they were retconning it to match what happens in the ridiculous movie Resident Evil Two: Apocalypse. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, I I think that movie's hilarious, but. It's it shouldn't be canon. It shouldn't be taken seriously. All of that stuff. And Nikolai is like, get down in the ring, and I'll film it, and you compete with Nemesis. I was like, ew, you know, because that was right. No, no, no. That's actually that
1: that was one of the things from the book that he. That's really what his his sole purpose was in the book.
0: Right, but he it didn't turn into the the beast thing, and you know, like down into the arena. I, I don't know. It felt very movieish to okay, me. Okay, fair. But I haven't read those books in, in years, I must Give say. Give them
1: a read-through again.
0: Do you have all of them, Tommy?
1: Um, actually, I mean, this is really funny, but I actually gave one to a friend back in college because she wanted to read them, and she never gave it back, and I hate her.
0: Oh, I her hate her, Send her an invoice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, send her an invoice, exactly. A- actually, finding it would be hard enough. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then we already covered the final boss. That was, like, the ultimate moment of disappointment for me. By the way, Jill picking up the railgun.
1: Okay. mm, mm.
0: Twice the size of her body (laughs) and at at least three times the weight. I mean, just no. And then they tried to, whenever they blew whenever you blow them up at the end, she has her horrible, cheesy dialogue. Like, Tara was just taking effing hint. Oh. Yeah. She w- Tara was, like, vicariously embarrassed. She was like, she was so cool in the original. You know, what is this? And then they blow that massive railgun hole that looks like a dripping orange asshole. But I did like that because that's what they did with the original blob. I, I like that-, that attention to detail, at least. But my very last thing was... At the very, very end, after you fight that stage for your nemesis, you go up and you have like a little standoff with Nikolai. Did you succeed on your first playthrough, Mi'kmaq?
2: <laughs> yes, on the first. No, on the second.
0: <laughs> for me, is even better. No, on the first. Because I was trying to get a headshot and he... did he slit Carlos's throat, I think? And then throws a
2: throwing knife right in the middle then of Joe's he, forehead. Then he, he harry-hecks your head. Do you yes. remember the reference? It was, yes.
0: <laughs> Bring a knife to a gunfight. You are yeah. one dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, that yes. was... Uh, because at that point in the game, I had sort of been so jaded toward it, I was like, oh, that was amazing. Like, hell yeah. That should be the real thing. But- <laughs>
2: yeah, on my standard playthrough, I was real serious about it. I made sure to get the shot, and I went for his head, right. and I got it. And then afterwards, I was like oh, that was pre-populated, you know, that was scripted. It doesn't make a difference. So in my hardcore game, I was almost just over an hour, like three saves, zero deaths, and I nonchalantly just shot anywhere, and it killed Carlos and me, and yeah. I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's hilarious. So I don't know. I, that That's my whole list. Again, I, I took notes as I played the entire game. That That's like most of the things. If you guys have anything else you want to add... We definitely can. Um, I know this went, Mi'kmaq, I, pr- I really appreciate you hanging with us because it took a little bit longer than I was anticipating.
1: Wait, so should we have a, a Resident Evil Resistance cast on another episode?
0: Yeah, I, d- I wanted to take five minutes. If nothing else, I want to explain it to Mi'kmaq because okay. we need him. Yeah. But um, do you guys have any parting thoughts on the main game? I mean,
2: I don't think outside of what I shared. I mean, I got, again, I got my most enjoyment out of post game. I mean, that one really late night, Alex, uh, I don't know if you told Tom or Tommy or not, but uh, yeah, but I was at this crossroads and it was like, I don't know, 11, at night. And what would this have been? What's today? Monday? This would have been like Saturday night. Sure. And uh, yeah, going into it. Easter. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. Going into Easter. And uh, I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute, you mean I could legally get an infinite rocket launcher for the first time ever for me that I, I was intrigued by that. And then I saw how many points it was and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and so and I told I, him I, how you know, to get it. I immediately texted Alex and I was like, is this legitimate? Can I get this or not? And he was like, you know, if you do enough stuff, yes. Like short answer is yes. Farm for kills. So farm for kills. And so I started doing a little bit of research on, it and I was like, oh, okay, well you can just go back to saves and, you know, kill guys with different weapons and whatnot. And so luckily you know how you have all those saves? I just continue to save down the row. Like, I don't ever save over a game. I conti- It's like a rolling 25 saves or whatever. Well, I looked, and I said, boy, you know, a place where I could really rack up kills would be defend Jill uh-huh. in the hospital. At this point. And so, you, yeah, when they're all coming in. So I looked at my save list. I was crossing my fingers. I'm like, please tell me I didn't inadvertently just save over it. And I made it by two. So, like, mm-hmm. everything was going over and, and re- you know, uh, saving over each other, but I still had to defend Jill. So I was like, okay, that's great. So I tried it one time and I was like, all right, that wasn't too bad. You know, I'll try. Well, one thing led to another and I defended Jill 12 times. (laughs) Oh
0: my God.
2: And I ended at four in the morning and I got the rocket launcher. Yeah,
0: I loved, I, I woke up on Easter Sunday morning, a little little foggy after a crazy night. And Migmog sends me texts at four in the morning. He was like, this thing's amazing. And I was like, hell yeah.
1: Wait, what does that so, mean? What, yeah. what do you mean? Now we can play the game. It, yeah. So, Tommy, if you ever
0: do get around to it, pretty, that part, going through with the rocket launcher is a blast. Uh, obviously, pun intended. It's so but, fun. Yeah. Yeah. But real quick, Mi'kmaq, do you want to give Mi'kmaq the summary on what Resistance is, the multiplayer component?
1: Uh, Sure, I'll give him a quick synopsis. And the listeners. Yeah. Uh, Mi'kmaq and listeners. So the the multiplayer version of Resident Evil is very unique. They set you up as a squad of four totally unrelated to the Resident Evil lore characters. And your four characters that have to basically get through areas, you just have to find, collect keys or, or blow up, uh, cores of energy or, uh, unlock
0: arbitrary, objectives. yeah, arbitrary
1: objectives. But the point <laughs> is the mastermind controls, uh, cameras in the area and they can set traps and place zombies and. Uh, place dogs and then at one point they get to control a bioweapon like G Birkin or Mr. X and you have five minutes to collect the things in the area to move on to the next area and Alex and I have been really enjoying just trying to be the survivors not the mastermind as they call it and um, you get to choose yeah yes and the mastermind
0: and it's it's one versus four
1: Right, yeah, the mastermind being one and the survivors being four, and Alex and I have really been enjoying it. But we've only ever found a couple people that were competent enough to get through the areas as we do. So I think it would really help if you got on with us and we're able to, you know, dialogue with us to try to get through the area.
0: Yeah, not like a a, a long-standing thing, Migmog. We we've played a dozen games at least. We have yet to beat it. And I know with the right people and communicating, you can. But people are really stupid. Half of them don't know what they're doing. But it's weirdly satisfying. And it it's not great, but it's satisfying. And it's unique, you know, which is cool. Yeah, it really is. It's got, like, the little bit of the problem solving. And sometimes you'll get, like, a really a frustrating mastermind. Like, you can tell that's it's, like, a 12-year-old kid sitting in his room beaten off and eating Cheetos. And it's all he does. So he destroys Doritos you. on his chest. But they're... Yeah, but there are other masterminds who you can tell. You're like, all right, you guys, we need to win this one because this guy doesn't really know what he's doing. But uh, mm. we, we've we gotten all the way to the very, very end of the third area but have yet to actually beat one. So maybe sometime this week we can give it a whirl because it's, it's fun. It's it's stupid online Resident Evil fun. That's the best way I can put it.
2: Is the mastermind, regardless of skill level, is the mastermind at an advantage before anything starts, regardless. Yeah, because I would
0: say it's easier
2: because if you guys are competent players and you're, I mean, I'm just saying to date you still haven't even beat one. It sounds like you know you're. It's at a way harder
0: to be a survivor, which I think they balanced it. I'm saying balanced. If you had four really good players, you could beat it, but they did a really good job of saying like this is the villain and it's very hard to overcome them. I I would have figured it would it would be. I don't know. I don't feel like it's cheap. I don't feel like I'm just getting bent over because the game sucks. I feel like I'm getting screwed because a teammate is incompetent or we only have three people or whatever it is. Mm. And the villain is always – I shouldn't say well-known because there was one person. I didn't even know who it was, Daniel something. But, like, the default mastermind that you unlock is Annette Birkin, which is kind of cool. So – and and then we saw an Alex Wesker somebody had, and he was rank 10, which – We've played a dozen games and we're like halfway to level two. So again, that's another Mm. twelve-year-old masturbator for sure. (laughs) I'll
2: probably give it a shot with you guys. I admit that's all we want. I'm just just itching to play Final Fantasy so bad until my eyes bleed. But at some point, um, I'll give it a shot with you guys.
0: Um, Parting thoughts: I'm five hours into Final Fantasy VII and it's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Much better than I I have to say that. Oh my god! Much better than Resident Evil. Not even a thing. Yeah, it's not even a thing. It's, it's. I will take my victories because you have Resident Evil Two remake, which was perfect. This one's panning out to be amazing. Resident Evil Three was like, you know, it's a little bit of a flop, but overall, still enjoyed it. Although Final Fantasy Seven is episodic. Uh, If you know, for people who don't know, you spend they really lengthen Midgar. So you're in the original game, you could spend just several hours there, maybe, and then you're you open out into the main world. You're in Midgar for like 30 to 35 hours, and the game ends, and nobody knows if they're going to put out one more part or five more parts. And thanks to money, nobody knows what that answer is.
1: Mm -hmm. So So, for those of you who made it an hour into our RE3 cast... Go buy Final right. Fantasy VII and don't worry about RE3. <laughs> that's
0: that's the message of Resident Evil Three. Cast, <laughs> go buy a Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> it's a it's a console seller. I'm dead serious. Like I I can't imagine not being able to experience this as a Final Fantasy VII fan. But
2: maybe once you guys anyways, are done, no, it was it was n- from Yao. Yeah, totally. Go ahead, Michael. It, I was ninety percent certain earlier when you guys said it, but I wasn't comfortable speaking out quite yet. I really felt strongly that it was '97, and I looked it up, and it was '97, and more specifically, it was January of '97. So it's actually almost 1996. <laughs> wow.
0: Wait a minute, for Resident Evil three?
2: No, for Final Fantasy seven. Oh, whoa! Oh, I,
0: I, I don't think I even remember saying anything about the yeah, year. Yeah, we were talking uh,
2: about RE three when it came out. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were briefly talking about RE. Mm-hmm.
0: No, no, you're you're good. Um, I'm sorry. i find
2: Final Fantasy. Now, now you're really confusing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I actually did. I remembered that only because Final Fantasy Seven '97. It was easy to remember. But the the late '90s with video games, there was some truly formative shit, and obviously this is all part of it. But um, Migmog, especially a special thanks to you for joining us tonight. I was it was glad to have you back on here, and for all three of us to talk about such a nostalgic uh, franchise for us. I know. Um, three wasn't necessarily the most beloved of the Resident Evil games uh we have certain the three of us have played other installments a hundred times more but it was still really important to me them. yeah it was still really it was an important game and I was sad overall I was a little disappointed with how it turned out but if you're a huge fan of the series it's worth playing if you're not a massive fan it's sort of a double-edged sword you might not be as disappointed but by the same token it's it's also very short. If you do a speed no, for, run, yeah. you can do it in an hour.
2: Um, for non-fanboys, you have to buy two, don't buy three.
0: Totally. Yeah, You everybody has to play two. <laughs> That's the other message. But thank you, MiGMOG. Thanks, Spito. Glad we got to be uh, – I was looking forward to this all day for a little bit of uh, respite from quarantine, sort of. <laughs> and um, we'll see you guys again soon. Tommy and I have a special surprise for episode number 100 so keep your ears peeled for that
1: thanks Owlboy thanks for coming Mick (laughs) Mick